Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes. If you have not done so already, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Positive comment goes a long, long way. Brent, it is February 10th as we are recording this. It is a Friday night. Super Bowl Sunday is in queue. How you feeling, man? How's life? Oh, life is going well. Just getting through. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm ready to share it on the pod, Dave. I will be expecting Baby Weaver in oh. uh, middle of May. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Baby Daddy Brant, and congratulations, man. Yes. Thanks. It is yeah. coming quick. Yeah, How are you feeling uh, about that? I'm feeling uh, nervous a little bit. <laughs> I think everybody, yeah. new dads, whatever, get a little bit nervous, don't know what to expect. But I feel like once you go through those sleepless nights, you know, after you get the repertoire down, you're probably good to go. But, um, Dave, what should I expect in terms of changing diapers? I mean, is that something to look forward to? Is that something that's a lot of fun for you? Um, yeah, you're going to be changing a lot of diapers, man. <laughs> it is a, it's a poopy situation, but somebody's got to do it. And I know that you will be stepping up to the plate and be ready to go. My question for you is this. Your life's, it. I know, it's already changed. What do your nights look like now? You got projects around the house, do you? Yeah, I mean, it's like every night there's a whole thing to do. Actually, uh, my wife just got back um, from Tennessee. And I was actually busier with her gone because I had two dogs to take care of. All the projects I'm doing anyway, um... But she just makes my life so much easier as far as, like, picking up after me. And now I was, like, picking up after myself all week. <laughs> so, yeah, it just takes it yeah. to that next level. Uh, so all you single parents out there, uh, just keep on keeping on, man. It's just it's not an easy life to live. I'm super happy to have her back. Just got her back today. So, yeah, was... nice to have her back. Yeah. I I can only imagine what Kenzie goes through. Thanks, dude. I'll just leave it at that. Kenzie's doing God's work and we, we, we we love her for it. We, we do. So on, on that note, man, let's talk sports. It is Super Bowl weekend. I do want to, um, I do want to talk a little bit of NBA with you. Things are weird right now. As it stands Friday night at almost nine o'clock with the, uh, with the Pistons, and I know, you know, it, I wish I had a, a cricket uh, drop because you bring up the Pistons and the NBA and you might as well just hear crickets because no, not too many people want to hear it. But I want to talk about it. I want to quickly talk about Troy Weaver, quickly talk about where he ranks amongst uh, these Detroit GMs. Um, I mean, I don't really care about the Tigers at this point, but uh, Brad Holmes, Stevie Y. Troy Weaver. I mean, we've been in these rebuilds, and um, I, I just kind of want to talk through that a little bit and where where we're at with those with those three. So, but let's start at the Super Bowl, Brandon. My my first question for you is this: What's your excitement level for the Super Bowl? Nine. I'm I'm pretty oh. excited for the Super Bowl, man. Okay. Uh, I I don't really get down 
on just because my team's not in it or just because I don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak, I guess. I, I'm excited. Right. <laughs> You're going to be all about the drops tonight. I can already tell. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> we took um, a week off, so I'm like, it's all built up. I, I got to get it out. This is going to be high-quality audio, folks. Just be ready for that. This is. Um, no, I'm I'm at a nine, Dave. I think this is really cool. I think you're watching Patrick Mahomes um, in the prime of his career, obviously. I mean, Jalen Hurts, up and coming. Uh, just a, a fantastic quarterback, has had a fantastic season. You obviously have the MVP. He won that last night, right, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes he did. did take that. Yep. Yeah, he took that home. So, um I'm really excited, Dave. I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I just love the Super Bowl in general, though. I love the food. I love getting together with friends. I love the Sunday afternoon, evening, whatever, uh, the pageantry of it all. It's pretty awesome. I could do without the uh, Rihanna halftime show, whatever, take it or leave it. Uh, probably will be getting into the food at that point, but uh, still going to be pretty awesome, Dave. What about the Puppy Bowl? You excited? <laughs> I mean, every year, who doesn't love the Puppy Bowl? I mean, you, a man with no dogs, can appreciate the puppy bowl. Right. I, you I, just I, make I, your kids watch that and be like, see, <laughs> you get to experience this once a year. We're not right. going to get a dog, but here's the puppy bowl. Right, right. Well, I, I can tell you that I am on the opposite side of that, and I don't mean to be a, 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 a Debbie Downer here, but my excitement level for like this actual – I now I'm with you on the fact that I get excited for the Super Bowl. I'm a diehard football fan. The Super Bowl is just the cream of the crop. It's what you look forward to. It's also for me it's it's sad because it is the end of football season and as soon as that game is over Sunday night, I, I know that I don't have football for the next six and a half months and that's rough and I will be ready, more than ready for Michigan football to kick off next year, for the NFL to kick off. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I I'm, I feel like my excitement level for Eagles-Chiefs is about at a, th- a three. I'll tell you why, Brant. Because, and this is why. First of all, I hate the Eagles, okay? Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. I mean, unlike you these days, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, you, you knew I was going to bring that up. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that now or if you want to wait for a future podcast. Let's move on. Okay. On. Okay. Uh, can't stand the Eagles. Can't stand Philly. So, I mean, I, I don't mind Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. I, I do, but... Um, no thank you on the Eagles. And then Patrick Mahomes is a, a likable guy, but I'll be honest, it's turning into like Brady and the Patriots all over again. Um, it different. I mean, I think, I think Mahomes um, and Andy Reid are more likable than Brady and Belichick in their, in, their, uh, in their prime. But I say that because it's like, all right, New Year, same story. Like, I know they didn't make the Super Bowl last year, but they're just like – Five straight AFC championships. Yeah, yeah, which is great. It's impressive, man. If I'm a Chiefs fan, like, awesome. Like, my math teacher at my school, he's a diehard Chiefs fan, and I'm like, that's really cool. Like, what's that like? What's that like to just be back in it every single year? Um, It's like being a Georgia fan or an Alabama fan. Like, it it just – I don't know what that's like, and – Unlike you, Brant, like you said, I, you know, just because your teams aren't in it. Well, I'm kind of a Debbie Downer in that sense, I guess, because 
I do get a little jealous, and I get a little bit like, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch it because it's a Super Bowl, but Chiefs, Eagles, think, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all right Do you think right that these that. are the two best teams in the NFL? I do. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like I saw it last weekend between the Chiefs and Bengals. I guess I would take Bengals either second or third place at this point. I don't know how they'd fare against the Eagles, whatever. You know what I mean? But – the AFC Championship was really good. I had a ton of fun watching it. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to this weekend, Dave. I hope I get to see a game like that because um, Bengals-Chiefs was absolutely awesome. Who do you want to win the game, Brant? I don't want to care. I don't care about the spread. Who do you want to win the game? I'm sorry, what? Who do you want to win the game? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, are we going to get into betting now or later? <laughs> who would no, I do? no, 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 I'm betting. not betting. <laughs> I want to know who do you want to see win the football game Sunday? Man, I just I don't want to pick Patrick Mahomes because of his entourage. I just hate his you, entourage so much. You don't much. like his brother? I don't like his brother. I don't like his dad. I don't like his wife. I don't like the Kermit voice. I don't like any of it. Whoa, dude. All right. I did not mean to unleash. If you've got some anger, there's like plenty of places offering therapy around here. It sounds personal. You don't you don't like Kermit? I mean, I don't know who likes these people, but um, I like the I like the other Chiefs players. Like I like Travis Kelsey. I like, um, you know, the entourage that they have. I think it'd be. I, I mean, not entourage of the players, but like I, I like the defense and stuff like that. So I'll take the Chiefs, Dave. I want the Chiefs to win. Okay. Um, I yeah, I do too. Clearly, but it, I don't know. Like the Chiefs are annoying too. Like I think maybe just because I wanted ben, uh, the Bengals to win that game, but like, dude, when the when the Chiefs won that game, it was just like straight shots fired from the whole team coming at the Bengals. Like, they were calling out Cincy, calling out the mayor. And and I get it. Like, you know, they, there were the some... The Bengals were, did call it Burrowhead. So, you're right. Right. I, I mean, get it. The smack talking, I, I get all of that. But um, I don't know. I was, I was less than impressed with it. I mean, whatever, dude. Go Chiefs. Like, I that's great. I hope they win, but... I'll sleep uh, fine. <laughs> there'll be uh, some Michigan products on the field, Dave. Obviously, Brandon Graham, longtime Eagle. Uh, Dave, we were watching him like when we were in high school, dude. <laughs> like Hall of Famer, we, <laughs> Hall of Famer. He was. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic. And then uh, a couple on the Chiefs or the Chiefs' defense, Michael Dana, uh, transferred from CMU, right? Dana, however you want to pronounce it. Dana, Frank Clark, Dana, Frank Clark. So, and both of those, all three of these guys will play an impact on Sunday, definitely. Ch- Chad Henney. What? Oh, Chad! Who can yeah. forget, dude? Comes in in relief, might throw a touchdown or two. Look out! Leads you for a ninety-nine yard drive for a touchdown. That's what Chad Henney did when Mahomes was all banged up. So um, between him and Tom Brady, I mean, that's QB Quar- quarterback. You, you took it right <laughs> out of my mouth. I mean, dude, somewhere, somehow, Shea Patterson's playing football somewhere, and that's I'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, all right, well, mo- moving on from that, dude, um, I do want to talk, like, let's get into these bets a little bit. So what I, w- what I need you to do, Brant, is dig deep into that FanDuel app or DraftKings or wherever you do all your little dirty work and gamble away Jeez. your son's future. Just dig, in, dig into your app and toss me out there some interesting prop bets. So 
Um, it, if you're new to sports betting, you don't do it very often. Like the the Super Bowl is kind of a fun one to hop in on because there's a lot of cool stuff to to bet on. Um, right right from the coin toss on on down um, stuff that's not even I don't know. They're just like weird type of uh, weird type of bets, but so, some interesting ones too. So I did ask uh, Brant to to bring up some bets for us so we can talk through. Um, and I'd love to love to know what you got for me. So, Dave, let's start right there. You just named it. All right. Heads or tails, what are you going with? Here's my question, Brant. What are the odds? <laughs> they're literally, I, I, they're literally both they? minus 104, which is a uh, weird number because it's yeah. not even plus money. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. bet 50, you can't win 50. You have to bet 50 to earn, I don't know what that is, like $48 then or whatever. I, I was just wondering, like, if they take some weird calculation of past Super Bowls and how many were heads and tails, and is it plus money here? Um, I mean, tails never fails, man. Give me tails. Tails never fails. Okay, just for that simple reason, I'll go heads. Um, All right. You contrarian you. Yeah, right. Uh, this is one I really do like. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback? Um, yes. Okay. So like the odds are a little bit funny on that. I think that's like minus 170, but still like pretty good odds. That, that might be something you might want to throw like 20 bucks on, probably get 15, 17 bucks, whatever. But oftentimes, yes, a game starts off. Everybody's fresh with one that goes out of bounds. Yeah. All right, Dave, what do you think about this one? Total net offensive yards in this game. Over or under seven hundred and thirty nine and a half yards. Net of offensive yards. Mm-hmm. Seven. Oh, um, I'll go over. I, I know that. Oh, go ahead. I would say I know the Eagles have a good defense. I just, I. Yeah, I'll take the over. I'm going to be on the over too, Dave. I think this is actually more high scoring than people may be thinking. Um, I don't even know what the okay the over under is fifty and a half. I think they're over that. Um, I think I could see both of these teams in the thirties. I, I I like the over on the um, seven hundred and thirty nine and a half as well. God, I feel like these games like the Super Bowl always start slow though. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. you get these high powered offenses, and before you know it, it's like six to three and there's like five <laughs> minutes left of the half and you're like dang i thought this was going to be and then the teams fi- like start really scoring and i don't know the super bowl is just like a, it's a weird game but yeah i'm, yeah, I'm with I you agree. on that some a lot of times though you will get a, like a really good defense against a really good offense and sometimes that happens these are just two really good offenses i think dave so mm-hmm. it'll just be interesting um any player to rep- record an octopus any clue what an octopus is, Dave? Mm, I'm going to guess that it has to do with eight something. Um, eight catches? Is that what it is? No. Eight. It's the, what is oh, it? It's to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion on the same drive. So the person that scores the touchdown also Ooh. gets the two-point conversion. Maybe a little Jalen Hurts action here? Hmm. This is a yeah. plus thirteen hundred. So if you're looking to throw down five dollars, you will get thirteen times that. Obviously, um, I don't love that bet. I, I don't, don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. Not like, it's not like Brett Myers is the kicker for either of those teams. So 
they they should actually be able to make extra points. Um, I was gonna ask you. Okay, here we go. Any player to rush for over one hundred yards? No. Nope. I don't see it. Not not in this game. Ooh. Okay. Why? What? What are the odds at? What? What are we talking? You gave me a look there. I kind of like this one. Uh, plus who's go, who's go, who's going over a hundred? Brant plus three ten. Why can't Jalen? He could. I, I, would, I, I would. I would ask how many times has Jalen Hurts ran it over a hundred yards this uh, year? I, I, yeah, good question. I have no clue, but this just seems like a moment. He's just doing everything he can and trying to get every single yard he can. So I could see him trying to take it upon himself a little more um, in this game specifically. I think the um, Chiefs are going to want to make him throw the football. I think they're going to yeah, have a spy I, I, out on him and. I, I mean, he's going to get yards. I do. I think right. he gets 50 yards rushing, but uh, I, I think that, lot. yeah, 100 is a lot. And I don't see it. I mean, you look at, I'm looking at the Eagles running backs, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. Like, I, I don't see that there. And, and the Chiefs with Isaiah Pacheco and right. McKinnon, he's more of a wide receiver back there. Like, I, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, the The nice thing about this bet is if somebody gets loose, you know, for an 80-yarder, you know, it's kind of in the bag for you. So, True. Um, something to think about there. Any player to have 100-plus receiving yards, Dave? I'll take Travis Kelsey. I think I think Travis Kelsey's going to have himself a, a game. I just don't think there's an answer for Travis Kelsey. Um, and another, I mean, and on the flip side, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith have the capability to go over 100. They, I mean, neither of those would surprise me. What do you think on that? I like that bet. That bet is also minus 300. Oh, I mean, I love it then. Yeah, no. <laughs> minus 300, wow. Yeah. So, so one of those three guys I just named are, yeah, uh, I, I would probably imagine. Probably going over 100. Yep. Yeah, you're not going to get any plus money on that. But I just thought that was interesting as well. Um, yeah, I like that too, Dave. I think someone's going over 100, certainly. Dude, but can um, I parlay that with the touchback? No, Sure you could. Um, This one, Dave, I I find this one definitely interesting. Pat Mahomes versus the field for Super Bowl MVP. What is that at? Plus 130. I I mean, I would take the field. Okay, so minus 170, which is still pretty good odds. Yeah, yep. Yep, for sure. I mean, just because just the odds of getting a guy like Kelsey or whatever is – up there too, and then obviously the Eagles—they win the the Eagles win the Super Bowl, and they're going to have somebody be MVP from their side. So, um, what will Patrick Mahomes throw first? A touchdown or an interception? Touchdown. Okay, that's minus three fifty-five. An interception is plus two seventy. So still, I mean, not terrible odds on. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad bet. <laughs> yep, there I do have this one, Dave. That I do want to ask you. All right. Pat Mahomes' longest pass, 38 and a half. Over. Over, okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I like that one. What are, what are the odds on that? Minus 106. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, I think we know what Dave might be getting into when he busts yeah. open his app. <laughs> You got it. You got right. it. One Sweet. more 
One more uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, question for you, Dave. All right. Yards of Patrick Mahomes' first touchdown pass, over or under 10.5 yards? Under. Minus 142. Yeah, I like that. You might be looking at that one too, Dave. Yep, yep, I like that, getting them somewhere at a first and goal type of a deal. And they always dial up the right plays down there too. So, Dave, let me give you one I absolutely love. Okay. So you said take the field for the MVP, right? Yep. A running back, a fullback, wide receiver, or a tight end to win the MVP is plus 340. What do you think about that? Wait, was a wide receiver in there? Yes. Wide receiver, running back, tight wide end. Res- okay. Right, running back. Yeah, I love that bet. Okay. I'm with you on that. That's That's anybody outside of defensive and quarterback. Right. And I would like to know, I mean, we know like these big awards tend to go towards quarterbacks, but I feel like in the Super Bowl, that's not always the case, actually. Cooper Cup last year. Yeah. Prime example. Right. Right. And that's um, playing with the best quarterback of all time, too. Matthew right. Stafford. It's, it's a lot of times if you see the multi-touchdown scorer in a game, even though the quarterback might have three touchdowns thrown, if the guy catches two and he happens to go for a buck 50, that's... He's going to probably win the MVP. Dude, right? Or if Travis Kelsey has 10 catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns, I mean, that's still like, if Mahomes doesn't absolutely ball out, like, that's tough to pass up. He throws for 250 and two touchdowns or three, you know what I right. mean? So, so yeah, Dave. Um, any any other ones you want to go over? Um, I, no, I think let's uh, bef- before we hop into you know the NBA, let's talk uh, the spread of this game. Let's make our picks. Okay, spread was last time I checked, Dave, two and a half, I believe, in favor of an oh, It's actually one and a half now. I'm sorry. Ooh, so this is a pick em, really. Okay. Yep. So plus one and a half for the Chiefs, but you know, the one and a half is kind of a big deal. Sure. Plus one and a half for the Chiefs. Yep. Plus one and a half. Wow, so the Eagles are favored. Okay, I I will take the Chiefs plus one and a half. Plus 104 on the money line. Are you looking at that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I sure sure am. What about you? I am going to ride with you 100%. And you know what else I'm going to do, Dave? What's that? I'm going to do the Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score. And that bet is plus 202. Wow! Yeah, I would. That's a that's a gimme right there. That's a layup. Yeah, you gotta you you gotta take that. That's free money. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not very many games that go by that the Chiefs play that Travis Kelsey does not score a touchdown, especially in big games. If you haven't noticed, Dave. Yep, for sure. Um, Brant, last question for you: Super Bowl Sunday question. Go to uh, go to meal. Are you cooking anything up? What what's your what do you like having on Super Bowl Sunday? What's your staple? Oh, what's my staple? Oh boy, um, I should have foreseen this question coming. I guess you know what I absolutely love, Dave, and it's not it's not always a staple. Whatever, um, I guess it's mostly just the dips. Give me all of the dips. I'm a big dips guy. It's yeah. always whether it's a cheese dip or whether it's a a jalapeno dip, some sort of buffalo chicken dip. I want to be Grizz on the or Redman. 
that used to be me for sure. Um, but but rarely will I fill up on like like I don't I don't need pizza for the Super Bowl. I mean I can have pizza anytime. I, I like to get together with the dips or the little baby uh, the little Dude. cocktail weenies. Yeah, those are super good too. Dude. Me too. That, I actually have the same answer as you. I love like a good um, like, and I plan on making this is like the cheese dip that's got the meat in it. Yeah, it's just like a little spicy queso type of a, a little dip. rotel in there. Yep, yep. You know exactly what you're talking. The little about. diced green chilies mm-hmm. in there. Like, oh man, it is the best. And I'm gonna try. I mean, we'll see. Our week, our weekend is we got a wed- uh, a wedding Saturday night, so I, I don't know. Exactly when I'm going to do this. I might get up early on Sunday, but I really want to uh, smoke a pork butt and get some pulled pork, make some sliders, and really, really do delicious. Yeah, really do it right. So yeah, looking looking forward to that. All right, man. So there is a uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Next time we check in, really all uh, all eyes move to the off season, free agency, NFL draft, and I mean. We may not be doing the podcast every week, but there's we'll plenty to talk about. Oh yeah, oh we'll yeah. We'll be here in some capacity. Don't worry about that. We'll we'll do. We'll have some episodes. Right. Not every week, but we'll be here. Absolutely. All right. All right, Brant. The, the NBA. Um, I mean, you had an exciting NBA tra- trade deadline. It seems to just be more and more exciting. Every year, fireworks going off. I mean, you got major players being moved. Kyrie Irving now at the Mavericks. KD gets traded to the Suns. Um, I mean, I think the biggest news is James Wiseman to the Pistons. Um, (laughs) Sadiq Bey getting shipped off. That might not happen now as it stands Friday night. That's in question. Um, Your thoughts on just... uh, Let's just focus in on the whole the the Nets thing, right? They blow they blow that up. Kyrie off to Dallas, Katie out of town. Brant, this generation of I know we were texting about this. This generation of basketball players of the LeBrons, the Kades, the Kyries, the James Hardens. Are you about over that? I had to go back and watch. I didn't watch live LeBron breaking Kareem's scoring record. I had I wanted no part to it. What it wasn't even on my radar, Dave. Um, and it's not because LeBron isn't a likable guy. Whatever, uh, he, he's in the goat conversation. Whatever you want to say, I don't care about that. It's just that these moments feel so manufactured, and these guys are manufacturing everything. It's all me, 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 me. And the fact that LeBron stopped the game, threw his arms up like he had just won nine gold medals like he's Michael Phelps out there was an embarrassment <laughs> by itself. And I'm and I'm just sick of this, Dave. Like I'm just so sick of everybody stop, look at me. I need to be acknowledged right now or I'm gonna cry. And that's the Kyrie's of the world, it's the KDs of the world, it's the James Hardens of the world. And the fact that uh, KD, like after they traded Kyrie, it was very obvious like KD is going to leave too, whatever. And the Nets should be thanking, like be thankful that they got out of there. They got their picks, good for them. They're stocked for the future. Um, but Dave, I know we talked about this too. The John Morants of the world and the Giannis Antetokounmpo's of the world and the Luka Doncic's, um, even the Cade Cunningham's, guys that maybe want to stay and make a name for themselves and do something for the city that they live in. And it means something. And 
I'm not old guy that's like, hey, we have to play defense and I don't want to see three-point shots and all this. I don't care about that. I care about playing as a team, playing some defense, and like actually caring about where you live and, and wanting to sign there because you want to bring a championship to that city. That means more to me than ring and, hopping. And it's not a thing anymore. I mean, it really is not. Brand, I Yeah, LeBron, <clears throat> he's a – sure, he is – right in the GOAT conversation. I, how can he not be? But I'm with you. I was beyond annoyed, and I was just not surprised. Like, first of all, the Lakers, like that game, it just it was so LeBron, right? It was me, me, me. They stopped the game in the third quarter for what? So you take a big L to the Thunder, and you're about to miss the playoffs again, and that's after you stacked multiple All-Stars on a team. Like, that is an embarrassment, and it is just so... It just reflects where the league has been for years. I don't think I can say that where it's at now because the guys you just named, give, make Giannis the face of the NBA. Give me the Kate Cunninghams. Give me the John Morants. Even the Trey Youngs. Like Whether you like these guys or not, you are shifting back to you know even Dame Lillard, like the loyal to the soil, doing it for the city, trying to stay put, trying to build a team around them without trading for multiple all-stars and making it all about me, 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 the records, the records, the records, and not about championships. And um, I think that's why a lot of people have lost lost the, the love of the NBA. I think that the la- – I mean, truthfully, I mean, I know just here locally, the Pistons in 2003, 2004, like those – that team, even for years where they were winning the Eastern Conference Championship was like – that they were so I can only say they're fun to watch, man. They were holding teams like eighty points a game, like it was like boring basketball in a way. But it was team oriented, and it was all for all the right reasons. And there were a bunch of selfless players, and even guys like you know Tim Duncan and the Spurs when they had Manu and Tony Parker. Like as much as that annoyed you, dude, they were they were just a well coached team that was in it for the team. And now, I mean. I think it started with the Celtics when, you know, KG linked up with Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. And then, I mean, truly when it started was LeBron ruined the league. He goes to Miami. He has a parade before they ever step foot on the court together. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Talking about how many championships they're going to win when he had to join forces with D. Wade and Chris Bosh because he couldn't get it done in Cleveland. And that just started the next... 10 to 15 years of just garbage, of jumping around for how many all-stars can I get on the team. It killed small market teams, and I'm over it. So, great, LeBron, you got the record. No one's going to hate on you. No one can take it away from you. It's an outstanding It's an outstanding record. And to LeBron's credit, for someone that's been in the spotlight from the time he was just a wee little guy, he's never been in trouble. He may irritate people with politics and the things that he says and how selfish he is, but... He's been pretty clean in the limelight, and, you know, congrats to him. He's not my favorite guy. I'm ready for him to, to, to be done, to be out of here, and I'm ready for this next generation to step in. And, Brian, you, met, you mentioned Cade Cunningham, so let's talk Pistons for just a minute. The Pistons are god-awful. Like, it is, it's real, real bad. They're basically unwatchable this year. Um they trade Sadiq Bay yesterday. Now, we don't know as it stands right now, Friday night. It sounds like that trade might get nixed. Like, it's not going to happen. But, like, a strong possibility because Gary Payton II did not pass his physical. It was like a four-team trade, and that's going to botch the whole thing. If if the Warriors 
don't want to take him on. But that will be interesting to see because they have until tomorrow, is my understanding, on Saturday to decide whether they want to move forward with the trade or not. Gary Payton's been he's been playing through this injury. Like he's been in Portland, he's been playing, but he's been playing through an injury. So they're saying he could be out a few months. Does that change what the Warriors want to do? Possibly. They also really wanted to reunite with him. I don't know the status of the trade, nor do I want to spend much time on it. We'll have to see whether James James Wiseman ends up in Detroit and Sadiq Bay really ends up in Atlanta. We will see. But I guess my question is, Brant, I I mean, I I love Troy Weaver. I love. I mean, we've got Troy Weaver. We've got Stevie Y. We've got Brad Holmes. It seems like we've had some competent leadership, which has been really, really nice. But I do think that the pressure is on Troy Weaver right now, and here's why. I think that if you look at now, Dwayne Casey's got to get fired. If he's not fired the day after this last game is played, we got real problems. And to be honest, I don't have a ton of faith in Pistons ownership and Tom Gores. I don't know where he's at, but he's nowhere ever near the Pistons. So that might not happen, but he should be gone. My concern is this roster, Brant. I don't know. It's bad. Even with Kate, it would have been bad this year. So I'm going to just play a little scenario out for you. And, and this is reflective of Troy Weaver, okay? Troy Weaver just traded for another big, okay? So now you are you're stacked with bigs in Duran, Wiseman, Beef Stew, Bagley, which looks like a horrible signing right now. Um, and then you're stacked with guards, ball heavy guards, guys who need the ball in their hands. Cade, how when is he best? When the ball is in his hands. Jaden Ivey has played his best basketball this year when he's the primary ball handler. Killian Hayes, your number seven overall pick a few years ago. Best with the ball in his hands. All three of them are best when they are the primary ball handler. Now, we haven't seen a lot of Cade and Ivy to see how that can work. I've seen Killian and Ivy, and it's not good. It's not pretty at all. They're they're running that lineup out there right now. I think Pistons fans are like all in it for the tank. I'm in it for the tank right now, too. But if you don't give Victor Wembanyama, it is a guard-heavy draft. And... You're going to get, what, uh, Scoot Henderson, uh, one of the Thompson twins, maybe Brandon Miller. He's a shooter, at least. Like, he'd be good. But my point is, like, you do, you need a wing, and I just don't – I don't know what the uh, the future of this team, this roster looks like. Like, there's some exciting talent. Like, I love Jalen Dern. I love Jaden Ivey. Love Cade. I don't know – how this all works. And you got a, in a very important summer coming up in free agency where Troy Weaver has got to have a huge splash. And not like the big name splash. He needs to sign the right guys. He needs to bring in guys like he has in Alec Burks and Bogey and put some veterans around these young players that make sense. Not just guys who will come here and the Pistons are going to have to overpay for some people. It's just how it is to get them to a small market team. But I'm very, very curious to see what we are looking at next October on this roster and how this team's ready to compete. Because right now, it's bad. You might have talent on the roster, but it doesn't work together. And the coach has just been atrocious figuring that out. So, Brant, your thoughts? I have no clue why Boyan Bogdanovich is still on this team. It seems like his hot time has, has come and gone for the trade deadline, obviously. 
He was a super hot name. Don't know why you don't get rid of him at the deadline. To Dave, would you gladly pick up a first-round pick for him? I'm pretty sure someone would have gave up a first-round, whether it's a middle round, late round, whatever. Somebody would have gave up a first-round pick for him, right? Right. Yeah, okay. Right. So, same thing as like what you got for Jeremy Grant last year. Just You had to wait all the way until draft night, uh, basically. So yep. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know the direction. Obviously, you hit on the Dwayne Casey team. This team plays zero defense and negative defense. They might as well just stop at half court and just wait for someone to throw the ball in and just play half court offense. Like, it is that bad. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I don't have to expound upon it a, a ton, Dave, because I know that you watch them basically every night and you know how bad it is. But I think the NBA has a bigger problem, Dave. I think the NBA has slipped to, it used to be, I, to me, it was the NFL one, NBA two, and then I don't know who was third, NHL, MLB, college football, take your pick. To me right now, it seems it's NFL college football. And the NBA is losing viewers religiously right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they have a real problem with this generation. And I think they need to address it. Um, I don't know what that means, Dave. And I know you talked about Greg Popovich was talking about certain things that they could do to, to better the game. But the game's in a bad way right now. And the Pistons are the worst of a bad game. And, Dave, I don't even want to get into the Bally's Network and all this stuff because it's just a waste of time. But yep. all of it is just a straight-up dumpster fire. The NBA is a dumpster fire, and the and the Pistons are the main burning component in that dumpster fire. So I'm not sure what they can do to get out of it, Dave, but I know that Troy Weaver's got to come up with something, and I don't think he's not trying. Like, I think he's he's grinding, he's working. I think you can see he's trying to work, but... Man, when you lose a guy like Cade, like you said, Dave, it may have not translated to many more wins, but you might be in the 20-win range, sure. But it's not going to be the 30-win range. I think that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, right? Get to 30 mm-hmm. wins. Let's see how we do then. There's not a chance this team's getting to 20, I feel like, this year. They've been stuck at 14 for months. I mean, it's been really bad, man. Really, really bad, and you're hanging on to assets that you have no reason hanging on to. Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks and Bojan Bogdanovich. This is just so stupid, and um, that's that's what I got for you on the Pistons. Yeah, Dave. fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't know, and so I, I want to wrap up the podcast with with this, Brant. So I, I've named the three uh, GMs that I wanted to talk about, and that would be Troy Weaver uh, for the Pistons. Brad Holmes for the Lions and Stevie Y for the Red Wings. Um, I think my, now this is just my personal opinion. I, I think Troy Weaver. I think he has one more year. I think truthfully, if they crash and burn next year, it's not. I don't see how you bring him back. He's missed too much. Um, his ability to scout talent, which is what he was brought in to do. Um, is subpar. I mean, I think I love Jaden Ivey. I think he missed on Ben Math. I think Ben Math fits better with this roster. I think he missed on Tyrese Halliburton by taking Killian Hayes. You can't count Cade Cunningham. He was the number one overall pick. You should have drafted Cade. Um, great move to get Jalen Duran. Okay, but outside of that, I mean, traded. You know, made the trade to get uh to get Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay's gone. Might be coming back. Who knows? Um. I mean, Beef Stew's a nice player, right? That was a solid pickup. But no no ability to bring free agents in. And 
it's just it doesn't look good right now. I'm not out on Troy Weaver, by the way. I I I'm a fan of Troy Weaver. I want this to work. I love how aggressive he is. I love how active he is in trying to make things work. To Brant's point, but I think he's in the one more year camp. So let's start with him, Brant. How how much more time do you want to give to Troy Weaver? I'll give him the year. Um, I may give him two years. I, you know, it's hard with basketball. Uh, to see the the light at the end of the tunnel right now. But it seems like we kind of change on draft night, Dave. It depends. I mean, he gets the number one pick, and then what are we talking about here, right? He's got a, no, he's got a no-brainer, number one pick. And then you kind of say, well, let's see what he kind of puts around here. I know he's got a proven track record. I Okay. So now that you've brought it into it, I know you're going to ask me about Stevie Y, and I know you're going to ask me about Brad Holmes right now. Let me tell you what. I am – Troy Weaver, to me, is the middle ground. It goes, for me right now, Holmes is the in the hottest seat. I think it's Weaver, and then I believe Stevie Y has the coldest seat. You th- Wait, you think Holmes has the hottest seat, like the Absolutely. pressure's on him? Yep. Okay. All right, elaborate, el- elaborate on that just, just a bit, because I think I, I, I disagree. I think Troy Weaver's got the hottest seat right now. Okay. Um, I mean, the Pistons brand are unwatchable. Like they, sure. no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think if he doesn't fire Casey, he's going to have a real mutiny on his hands. However, I'm going to ask you this question, Dave. Who do you think people care about in this town more? Well, the Lions, and it's not close. Okay, absolutely. Imagine the Lions winning five games next year. How does that go over for Brad Holmes? So I think it's a, that's a good question. I, I actually. And so I, I'm just trying to think outside the box here, Dave. I know it's easy to point a figure at Troy Weaver. I just think he has more time with the Pistons, who's been so bad for so long. And so, so have the Lions. But listen, the Lions have shown the glimmer of hope to these fans that now the expectations are set. Everybody is saying playoffs next year, and if we don't get there, it's going to be a massive letdown, I think, Dave. But but I agree. But Brant, is that is the pressure then on are we talking about firing Brad Holmes or are we talking about firing Dan Campbell or are we talking about firing both because I think it's a Dan Campbell conversation at that point I don't think it's a Brad Holmes conversation I think okay I I would say this if Jared Goff goes down week two and David Blowey's taking snaps in week three or Tim Boyle or whoever you got it's gonna be a hooker Okay, <laughs> maybe, whatever. You know what I'm saying, though? His free agency this year for Brad Holmes is absolutely massive, I believe. You need some vets in there. you got to get a backup quarterback. I'm interested to see how they handle the situation. And you can't just go get some middle-of-the-road veteran quarterback backup for this team. So I'm just saying, if 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 Holmes goes out and wins five to six games next year, it's going to be a real Brad Holmes problem, Dave. And I and I and I do think that Dan Campbell will be in trouble too, obviously. But don't let's let's not. And I don't like this assuming that the Lions are going to make the playoffs and win eleven games. Th- that is just a recipe for a disaster. I yeah. I I just feel like Brad Holmes is similar to Troy Weaver in the sense that when they were brought in respectively for like Brad Holmes coming in from the Rams and Troy Weaver coming in from the Thunder. I felt like I, what I heard about both of them is that they have an eye for scouting talent and recognizing talent. Um, I don't know if Troy Weaver has lived up to that a, as it stands today. Um, he hasn't actually. It's not. I don't know if he has. Yeah, um, he kind of missed the Killian. <laughs> he did. Um, and and truthfully, and truthfully, he's missed on uh, on Ben Math too. I mean, yeah. 
and I, I love Jaden Ivey. I'm happy we have Jaden Ivey, but Ben Math, in terms of the roster construction, that looks right now like a huge miss. Um, the guy shoots lights out. That's what the Pistons need. Um, so I I don't know uh, if he is truly good at evaluating talent. And to be honest, I was excited to see it, what James Wiseman could do because that is a Troy Weaver guy. That He was number one on his draft board. You heard that through and through. During that draft, he wanted James Wiseman. Um I mean, a lot of GMs did. That's not super, like, out of the box. He went number two overall. But yeah. he loves James Wiseman. So, dude, if he's just a bust, too, like, I don't know. Does he have an eye for talent? We'll have to see. Now, Brad Holmes on the other end, the the, the list goes on of guys that he has hit on and, and got them not, like, first-round picks, right? Like, I know people are like, yeah, I get, you know, I know some people question, should we take HUD, should we not? Whatever, I... I thought he made the right pick there, and I and I felt like that was uh like yeah you, you got to take him there, but I'm talking about the uh, Monroe St. Browns. I'm talking about the James Houston's. Like I'm talking about even like the 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 Kirby Josephs. The um, God, I'm I'm blanking right now on on different guys. But my point is is that he has found talent deep into the draft, and that's what good GMs do. And I think I think that he's going. He just he's gonna have a down year in this draft. Like compared to what he has done, he has hit on a lot of draft picks. I don't think it's gonna be that good this year. If it is, you might have the best one of the best GMs in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, so I don't feel like after one year they win five games. I don't think Brad Holmes is the one that's on the chopping block. I do think that Dan Campbell might be. I'm not so sure they get rid of Dan. I think Dan is already so loved here right now. I could see them giving him another chance and letting him shuffle around and fire some coaches on his staff. But, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, but, all right, so we agreed to, to, to disagree there. But, lastly, Stevie Y and the Red Wings. Um, we can't sit here and pretend like we're big hockey fans, but we both got a pulse on it. Um, the, now, the Wings have been disappointing. Um, they have not taken a, a step that people were anticipating them to do this year. I mean, Stevie Y made some uh, off-season free agent signings, too, that seemed like they were ready to kind of make that leap, hired a new coach. They're not there right now. Um, now, Stevie Y can do no wrong in the eyes of uh, the, the people of Detroit, but, Brent, you think his seat is the coldest. You you think that this is, this is fine the way it is, missing the playoffs again, and truthfully not really competing right now i mean dylan larkin still isn't signed um there's a strong possibility he could walk right now stevie Y is kind of rolling the the dice on this you feel like uh we shouldn't be questioning this at all heading into what i think i didn't say we i didn't say we shouldn't be questioning this at all what i meant was when you said he can do no wrong in the eyes of detroit fans that's really where I come with it. Okay. I mean, if you line up the three GMs and you say one of them's a legend, okay, well you're you're probably okay for you know five years just out the gate. Like, um, it would be like if to me it would be like to me if John Beeline came back and coached the Wolverines, the Mich- the Michigan basketball team. You'd be like, give him as long as he needs. I've seen it before. It's going to be amazing. You know what I mean? Like. We all saw what he did with the Lightning, too. Like, we're not dumb. Like, it takes a little bit. Sure. Um, so, while as I think it's just so frustrating as Detroit fans, like Detroit sports fans, are so ready for a winner. And when you have comp- competent GM work, you can see the work that's being done, but you're not getting the results yet. 
I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Brant. I think that the Lions winning, if the Lions start winning, truthfully, I think it protects the – I know this sounds crazy. It protects the job and the pressure on Troy Weaver and Stevie Y because people care that much about the Lions where it's like, dude, if the Lions are winning, it's like we, we can kind of handle the rest. All three of these teams not winning um, or the Lions like missing the playoffs, like – Dude, it's just a it's an ugly scenario in Detroit. <laughs> Dave, I can't I can't uh, I can't believe I'm going to ask you this question uh, in February before obviously NFL football kicks off in September. But is this the most pressure that you can remember a Lions team having in maybe your lifetime? I mean, at least I, when you had Stafford, think... you, you always thought, oh, they have a chance, but you never were like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. I I I think so because I'm just looking at the division. The division is garbage. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. Um, The Bears are no good, and um, the Vikings Vikings are are, they're beatable. (laughs) They are overrated every year. I'll take that matchup all day. So, yeah, the pressure's on you to to win that division and and get to the playoffs and potentially host the playoff game. So yeah, there is a a lot of pressure. I think those still, if they don't win the division, but they still get in as a wild card, like that's good enough. I do believe that for Detroit fans, like they just they've got to make the playoffs. So they do, they do. Yeah, man, you're not so. gonna want to see this town if they win five or six games. Uh, Brett Holmes, Dan Campbell, everybody, nobody's safe. If Burn it down. Me. Burn it down. Burn the city down. No, I'm or field like get burnt down. I don't know. Right. Right. Oh, all right, man fun as always uh appreciate you all sticking with us uh here in the garage takes podcast if you have not done so already make sure you like follow subscribe to the podcast five star review positive comment goes a long way we greatly appreciate you guys sticking with us have a great super bowl sunday we'll catch you guys next time powered by riverside